FM 96.1 AM 1170. through a crazy week here in San Diego. We actually had 2.6 inches of rain last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was the most rain we've had. I can't remember the stat now, but we have had more rain, I think, since October than in uh, 14 years or something like that, or at least last night, 2.6 inches uh, of rain overnight uh, in one day is a lot of rain for San Diego. Did you see the guy up in Oceanside getting pulled behind a truck on a surfboard? He was surfing the... (laughs) The streets. <laughs> uh, yeah, in uh, in Louisiana, when it floods down there, you do some, do a little fishing, thinking you got you an opportunity to get yourself a little snack, you know, without having to go down to the bayou, go out and do your front yard with a pole. There you get something yummy to eat. So anyway, we made it to the end of a crazy week. Glad to have you all here with me, and thank you for being here throughout this week. And every night here, 888 Got a lot to cover tonight. Comey, did the, did Comey the nauseous clown? Did he get nauseous today? Should Hillary Clinton be nauseous? Because there's some stories going on about Hillary that ain't a whole lot of people talking about today. But she might be taking some Pepto-Bismol as a result of it. What is the literally the most dangerous thing on earth? My next guest is going to be answering that question. And what has been the biggest failure in 40 years, that's a little bit later with Bob Walters. But I got to welcome into the show the man, the myth, who's never a failure, who never disappoints. And it's DJ Carrot Sticks. The most dangerous carrot in the world. DJ Carrot Sticks. Thanks for such kind words. <laughs> well, you're not the most dangerous thing in the world, but you are the most dangerous carrot, my friend. I am the most dangerous carrot. All right, so um, first of all, I am going to talk about the fact that Bill Barr, as we it was leaked yesterday, was the possible nominee for attorney general, and it was confirmed today that he is, in fact, President Trump's choice. President Trump said that that is was his, who he wanted all along. I don't know if I believe that. In fact, that comment made me chuckle. Uh, but I am looking forward to having at least somebody better than Jeff Sessions as attorney general. And let me tell you why. Uh, in all this stuff going if I, I've got multiple screens going on in the studio right now, right? And no sound on. But one TV screen, I'll let you guess what media outlet is, is is has says at the bottom on the lower third, prosecutors connect Trump to two crimes. Now that would make you think that Mueller actually found evidence of a crime by President Trump, right? Although then you look at another screen that tends to be a little bit more truthful in terms of what's going on with the Trump administration. And that's absolutely not true. Even Dershowitz came out today. Who's, an, who's a liberal and a Democrat, and he hits Trump hard when he needs to, came out today and said that this stuff over Cohen proves that Mueller's got a big fat nothing. What crime was connected with Trump? The fact that Cohen coordinated with Trump to pay off a couple of women? You know what? That didn't take down John Edwards either. And it's not going to take down President Trump. In fact, remember that audio recording? Trump is like, write a, write a check, man. You can't be too worried about covering anything up when you're writing a check. And oh, by the way, Trump self-funded his campaign. This is nonsense. 
Every bit of this is an attempt to cover up the crimes committed by Hillary Clinton and others, including crimes committed by FBI and the DOJ, including Comey. A little bit later, my next guest is going to talk about the greatest threat that we that we face. Uh, I think it tied into that when you hear his answer. I think you'll see that right now for me, which ties into my next guest, is the greatest threat that we've got going on in our government right now is really the Department of Justice. Did you guys know, I heard this on Rush this morning, that Comey, remember how Comey filed a lawsuit because he didn't want to have to go behind closed doors to answer questions? Did you guys know that his attorneys, which are from the Department of Justice, When sitting in front of a judge, the judge says, I can't tell Congress how to Congress. That's their job to legislate. They control oversight. They control the rules of oversight and who comes before them and how and what and what and who and all and all the what you wear and all the above. Do you know what the Department of Justice attorney said to that judge? Now's the time for you to legislate. This is what is going on in the Department of Justice. There's one judge who also said, I I ain't going along with what's happening with the Department of Justice and covering up crimes. And it's this judge named Lamberth. And this happened yesterday. Really has gotten no play, including very little play with uh, on, uh, on Hannity's show and Fox. But this federal judge, he has ordered an investigation. Now, flashback to a few weeks ago when a report came out, a scandalous report that Trump had said to White House, White House counsel, uh, McGahn that he ordered he wanted an investigation into Hillary Clinton in the emails and Trump's own White House counsel told him no that he couldn't do it that it would look bad even though the Department of Justice comes under the executive branch this judge ordered an investigation into it and he quoted Obama in the course of doing so which is incredibly important he says quoting Obama who said this on his first day of office in our democracy, the freedom of information act FOIA, which encourages accountability through transparency is the most prominent expression of a profound national commitment to ensuring an open government. All agencies should adopt a presumption in favor of disclosure to renew their commitment to the principles embodied in FOIA and to usher in a new era of open government. The presumption of disclosure should be applied to all decisions involving FOIA. But in this case, as the judge goes on, faced with one of the gravest modern offenses to government transparency, his state, referring to Obama, his state and justice department fell far short. So far short that the court questions even now whether they are acting in good faith. Did Hillary Clinton use her private email as secretary of state to thwart this lofty goal? He goes on to say, was the State Department's attempt to settle this FOIA case in 2014 an effort to avoid searching and disclosing the existence of Clinton's missing emails? And has State ever adequately searched for records in this case? He goes on to say, to preserve the Department's integrity and to assure the American people that their government remains committed. And by the way, before he gets to this last part, he blasts the Trump administration. And who was in charge of that? Jeff Sessions. Because he bl- he uh, criticizes the Trump administration for not following up on these crimes. So he goes on to say, to preserve the department's integrity and to assure the American people their government remains committed to transparency and the rule of law, this suspicion cannot be allowed to fester. Well, isn't that what the American people have been saying? We want answers. We want transparency. We want, and not just related to Hillary Clinton in the emails, because this judge goes on to say he believes that he's suspicious that state has those emails. Where are they? We have every right to see every bit of that. Is this why? 
And oh, by the way, now we've, in addition to this judge who's ordered, he wants disclosure. He wants all of this produced. In addition to that, while that's going on, three people have come forward with hundreds of pages of evidence of potential wrongdoing by the Clinton Foundation. And I'm wondering, this was reported the IRS, this has me wondering if this isn't why the FBI, because Chuck Grassley went to the FBI and he said, I want an explanation for why you raided the home of the whistleblower for the Clinton Foundation and the Uranium One deal and pay for play schemes. I'm wondering why you raided his home when we already had that documentation. Is this why? Because the FBI, whose sole job has been, well, twofold job has been to cover up the crimes of of the Clintons cover up their own crimes in the FBI and the DOJ for covering up for the Clintons and then to launch a coup attempt to take down President Trump since that since that since that's been their goal i have to wonder if they knew that this was coming that they knew that there was hundreds of pages of proof of pay for play schemes going on with the Clinton Foundation and the FBI was working in that raid to do more to cover up of the Clinton's crimes that leads me to that leads me to bar I am not, as I said last night, I get that he has said some really good, strong statements. But you know what? That's not enough for me. That is not enough for me to be convinced that he is a man that has the will and the intention to hold elected officials accountable that have been entrenched in the establishment and and that are elites. That's the reason why I didn't want Trey Gowdy. Because I'm tired of barking. I want some biting. I want some action. The American people want action. Trey Gowdy gave great theatrical sound bites and never did anything to hold anybody accountable. So I have a hard time believing that a 40-year-old dude who's been a swamp creature, who's been hanging around the swamp like a, you know, like a snapping turtle sunning himself on a log, is suddenly going to go up against the alligators. I hope he does. I hope I'm wrong. My question, had I been Trump, would have been, and maybe Trump asked him this, but I would have said, you know, as I did when I interviewed people, show me your record of success in this area. I want to know cases in which you prosecuted high-level people. You prosecuted people that you were friendly with. You prosecuted people you hung out with at parties. Because I'm not hearing that about Barr. I'm hearing he's made some tough comments. Well, you know what? I, I'm not, I, I don't care about that anymore. I care about action. And so do the American people. When they chanted drain the swamp and lock her up, they meant it. I want to see as vigorous, as rigorous, and as relentless of investigations and prosecutions of the elites and those in the FBI and the DOJ and the deep state who have committed crimes as there have been against innocent people that are in the process of being taken down and destroyed for politics by the FBI and the DOJ. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to my next guest from the stream, John Zamirik, I believe is, is his name, and he's going to answer the question. He thinks he's got the answer to the question, what is the most dangerous thing on earth? Stay tuned. We're Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. 
Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Hi, this is Andrea Kay. On behalf of Move America Forward, we are underway in our drive to send care packages to our armed forces deployed overseas for Christmas. And we hope you'll join us. You have in the past, and we need your help again. You walk down the post office, and there's a package with your name on it. You open it up. It's got coffee. It's got uh, candies. It's got socks. It's got all these items in there. And everyone around you is like, man, that's awesome. I wish I could get a care package. And you share that with your uh, fellow uh, soldiers. You share that with your family members overseas with you. Care packs are ready to go with all sorts of premium cookies, coffee, Gatorade, and even some holiday treats. However, we can't send any of them without your help. We're asking you to go to the phone and give generously, dictate a personal greeting, and then select the number of care packs you'd like to send. It's easy to do. And when those in our armed forces receive your care packs, they'll tear up with joy that you took the time to remember their sacrifice. When you receive that care package, it it resonates to everybody that there's somebody back home loving you and wanting you to be safe and showing that gratitude. And that that uh, resonates throughout the entire unit, the entire house of soldiers. Call 855 the number 7 troops. 855-787-6677. Right now, to say thank you for each $100 donation, you'll receive a $20 gift certificate for Richard Walker's Pancake House. That's 855 the number 7 and the word troops or give online at theanswersandiego.com. Your gift of $100 sends four care packs. And while supplies last, each $100 donation earns a $20 gift certificate to Richard Walker's Pancake House. Call 855 the number 7 troops. 855 787 6677. That's 855 the number 7 and the word troops. Or give online at theanswersandiego.com. Got an email last night from a lady in Florida who doubted my sincerity about Relief Factor until she tried it. She tried Relief Factor. In her case, it took her almost three weeks, and she woke up pain-free. Relief Factor was the answer she's been looking for. This makes the, the my 60 seconds uh, to tell you about Relief Factor some of the happiest times of my day because I know people are going to get the relief that they've been craving. You can get all the pain relief benefits of Relief Factor without the negative side effects of ibuprofen or prescription drugs. Physicians created Relief Factor as a crucial way to support the body's fights against aches and pains. So no matter your age, maybe you're just too sore after a great workout at the gym, or if you're like me and you're of a certain age and you want to start dealing with the aches and pains of life, give Relief Factor a try. The three-week quick start is $19.95. Try it for three weeks. It's $19.95. Decide if it's for you or not. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. Relief Factor. FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. If you want to chime in on the show a little bit later, we're going to be talking about 
oh, there's all this scandal erupting over the Oscars. Do any of y'all even really care about the Oscars, let alone who's hosting it? I mean, please, I can't, I can't even be bothered with this nonsense. Because I got I to gotta find out the answer to this question. What is literally the most dangerous thing on earth? And my next guest, John Zamerick from The Stream, is here to answer that question. Hi, John. Welcome to The Andrea K Show. Thanks. It's good to be on. And the answer is giving limitless powers to global elites, unbounded either by loyalty to national traditions or to a transcendent moral law. That's the most dangerous thing in the world is letting people like Tom Steyer and Tim Cook and George Soros run the world so, by flooding, flooding countries with immigrants, undermining their governments, smearing people, destroying people, and s- suppressing dissent on the Internet and, and getting people fired from their jobs for disagreeing. Well, I, the, one of the reasons why I want to have you on when I read that is because you know there's we had the we had the funeral this week of George Herbert Walker Bush, 41. He had given a speech in the House uh, on the floor of Congress, uh, talking about new world order being ushered in and by the UN and having us come under compliance with that. I mean, this is something the word globalism and new world order these are kind of kind of vague generic terms that get floated around, and they're conservatives and many people that are concerned about it but i don't know that anybody has really detailed what it really means and connected the dots between what globalism is and what the actual threat is and how it could play out in our life the way that you did in your article talking about a book called the perfect day right right thank you the the column is at stream.org the title is nationalism yes globalist imperialism no and uh, what I, I did was I took a, a novel by Ira Levin called This Perfect Day. It's his answer to 1984 and Brave New World. He imagines a future borderless global therapeutic state where everything is run by computers, everyone's behavior is controlled by, by emotional, emotionally inhibiting drugs dispensed by the government. There's no violence. There's no crime. There's absolutely no freedom. And uh, it's a classic book. He's the same guy who wrote Rosemary's Baby, The Boys from Brazil, The Stepford Wives. But this novel, which is much more unsettling, really deserves to be a classic. There's also another very good book out there by an Israeli political scientist that defends the value of nationalism as a good thing. <laughs> well, the so reason that's, that's a that's a rare thing because usually yeah. nationalism is something the elites are bashing. They're trying to equate it with Nazism. Mm-hmm. They're trying to equate it with racism. In fact, in this book called The Virtue of Nationalism, and I highly recommend people get hold of it. It's intellectual, but it's quite readable. He argues nationalism is, in fact, the golden mean, the, 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 the third way between two negative political extremes. And those extremes are tribalism and racism, where you only care about people in your immediate family or in your ethnic group, in, in, in your political tribe. That's one extreme. And, that, and if you want to see what that looks like, look at North America before Columbus. Mm-hmm. You had the Apaches fighting against the Comanches. There was no private property. Uh, there was no ownership. People basically lived a very low hunter-gatherer level. That is what tends to happen with tribalism. If you look at the Dark Ages, like the 10th century in Europe, it was a kind of tribalism. There was no central authority. There, there, there were no real rules. It was the rule of the strongest man. The other extreme is globalism, which he calls, he equates it with imperialism. 
if you say you're going to impose one world order on the whole planet, you, you are trying to create a kind of global monopoly of power mm-hmm. where there'd be no escape. If you're in opposition, you can't go live in another country. Right. You can't, there, there's no competition. You can't see different political systems, you know, competing with each other. There's only one choice and it's all centrally determined by a global elite. He says nationalism is the golden mean, the, the sensible third way. It allows personal freedom. It allows a certain amount of competition because, you know, different political systems can, can thrive alongside each other. We see which one works out. We see how capitalism outlasted communism. What if the Soviet Union had managed to impose communism around the world as it was trying to do? It might never have been overthrown. Well, right. And, and it, it, I love – I think in, in your article you talk about comparing uh, nationalism – uh, kind of like businesses. It's kind of like the markets. You know, there's competition, right. and, and, it, and it, with that competition, it forces innovation and creativity, as well as provides right. options. If you don't really like this one system, you like somebody else's idea better, you know, if you, if you don't like the, the iPhone, you can go to an Android. You know, if you, right. don't like, if you don't like what's happening here, you can move to France. You know, right, but there, right, right. yeah. But I actually, what really struck me that was so important for people to understand. And I loved, I love that explanation in your article between the different systems because it's so clear. And I encourage everybody to go to the stream and read this article because if you're not really sure what global, globalism means, or you know that you should be concerned about it, but you're not sure why or how it, you lay it out so clearly. I think with the help of these books, right. between the different globalism options, is globalism is to politics what socialism is to economics. One monopoly, no choices, centralized power, no dissent. And I love how you say globalism is just imperialism in drag. I love that. (laughs) Yeah, and look look what's happening in Europe. England tries to get out of the European Union. Its elites conspire with foreign elites to sabotage the will of the voters at every single turn. Isn't isn't it the same thing that's happening with, with the media going after Trump mm-hmm. with the special counsel and the deep state. How dare Americans vote for Donald Trump? Don't they realize that the fundamental transformation of America that Barack Obama promised was underway and you're supposed to go along with the process? How dare the voters, the deplorable voters, say no to that? Well, we're just stupid. I don't know if you heard Hironi or whatever, Hirono or whatever her name is out of Hawaii. She's like, oh, the reason why we don't connect is they just, they don't realize how smart, smart we are. You know, this we... From an, this we, from a senator with an IQ of about 90. <laughs> <laughs> um, one the of the dumbest person in the Senate. As we uh, later on, you know, a lot of people are talking today about uh, Kevin Hart getting outed for, ousted from the Oscars. Uh, we've got kinderg- uh, my next segment, I've got my education expert on, and we do a lot of segments about how the left is trying to push transgenderism on five-year-olds. There was a school teacher who was fired from Virginia by refusing to use the, the pronoun from a, a student who went from male to female or reverse. So much of what really hit home for me, as you talk about in this article, was the one happy family and how that plays out in terms of the um, all of these social and cultural, right. the homogeny of, of it all that you lay out. I mean, I don't know when he wrote this book or if— 1970. That he, he was really, he, really prophetic. Very prophetic. He talks about um, there's going to be— some global algorithm that decides whether or not, you know, basically there's going to be a cocktail of puberty blockers. That's what's going on with transgender kids right now. Tranquilizers, psychoactive drugs um, that keep men from growing beards or getting aggressive, stops women from getting pregnant until the state decides that they want a child or need a child. Um, We'll be controlled in terms of 
with a scanner bracelet. Right now, there's even there's been employees that have decided to allow themselves to get a chip implanted, and then wow. you know, and so you know, and you know what the pretext being used for a lot of this is climate change. Oh, Twenty years ago, it was global cooling or population control. I get really suspicious when a consensus of government-funded scientists and elite institutions tell us that we have to hand power to centralized elites over our day-to-day existence through carbon taxes, through uh, you know, uh, government mandates. We, it's, just, it's essential that we surrender our power and our freedom as citizens or the world will end and the sky will fall. We have to turn in our guns, let the government teach, train our children, uh, clo- close down churches that disagree with the government's position. It's essential. It's essential. Mm-hmm. I-, I don't know what the next thing is going to be. Maybe the dolphins will attack yeah. unless we give – it's been one scaremongering tactic after another, but it always has the same prescription. Imagine you go to the doctor. You, you say you're not feeling well, and he, co- and he-, and he tells you you have, you have brain cancer, and then he gives you this medicine, and – you don't feel any better. And he says, okay, well, maybe, maybe you've got a stomach virus. And he gives you the same exact medicine. And he goes through five or six different crackpot diagnoses, but he's always giving you the same medicine. Well, That's what elites have been doing. The same medicine is more power for elites. Well, Whatever right, it is, yeah. more I, I, power for us. I'm the daughter of two Marines, so I grew up with military medicine. And, you know, it didn't matter what you went to the emergency room for. You were getting a pelvic exam and a throat culture. And I am not wow. even remotely exaggerating. My sister got to wow. where she was so terrorized by going to the doctor because, you know, they were going to do a throat culture and a pelvic exam no matter what your age was and no matter what your illness was. And they and then they, then they had two two choices of medicine, the red liquid or the purple liquid. And I'm not even <laughs> exaggerating. That was life at Camp wow. Lejeune when I was a kid. And you know what? That will be life in the future. And people – so many, and what's frustrating for me – uh, is John is that you know there's so many Democrats that if they were to hear this right now they would say oh these people are insane there's no way that the, that the elites want to control our lives to that degree but look at the freedoms that they've already sucked out of us yeah. I've even got conservatives telling me that they think that that there should be some form of hate speech legislation I've got conservatives trying to silence me every day and telling me what I should be allowed to say and what not there's even there's even conservative parents out there that think that it's okay for schools to be indoctrinating kids and some stuff we've already been condition to give up a lot and with the left pushing back as much as they are against nationalism and pushing this and we've even got these rhinos like paul ryan and and his their tpp deal you know i we we can't do enough segments like this to try to educate people as to the real threat of globalism in the final minute uh, wrap it up for us yeah this is about elites trying to centralize their power it's, it's the same thing that, that was happening when they were trying to impose communism around the world. It's the same thing that was happening when Napoleon was trying to conquer all of Europe, when Hitler was trying to conquer all of Europe. It's people with power trying to gain more power to suppress those who disagree with them. As Americans, those of us who are Christians, we cannot, cannot give in to this. Please check out my piece at stream.org and uh, get hold of the book, The Virtue of Nationalism. I think you'll find it inspiring. Well, I thank you so much for being here and a great article, and I'm going to post a link to it on Facebook so thank that everybody you. reads it because it was great. And I hope you come back real soon. Thanks. Anytime. Have a great thank night. Thank you. Merry Christmas.
All right, now stay tuned because we got to talk. What was the biggest failure in 40 years? Stay tuned for our next segment, 888-344-1170. Later on in the show, we've got a Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week, and we got a little Friday Funday uh, segment coming up for you guys. So don't go anywhere. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. The goal of your small business is to make money. So why do you give so much of it to the IRS? The small business tax specialists at AV Arias offer proven, proactive, performance-driven strategies so you keep more of your hard-earned money and give less to the IRS. Call Al Arias at AV Arias Company, your small business tax specialists. 619-296-2123. 619-296-2123. Online at avariasco.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. Would you give up precious family memories this Christmas with your kids and go to Afghanistan or the Sudan to serve our nation? Thousands of American women and men won't be home. They have proudly answered our nation's call. Many have been on seven, eight, even ten tours of duty. And sadly, as we all get very busy heading into our holidays, these brave men and women are all but forgotten. Most people making plans to enjoy their upcoming Christmas won't even think of the freedoms we all enjoy every day that others fought and died for, which allow us to sleep safely in our own homes every night. Won't you call in? Won't you help out or give online? Care packs are ready to go to our armed forces overseas. Call in, dictate a greeting, and the number of care packs you would like to send. Your gift of $100 sends four care packs to a serviceman or woman who won't be with their family this Christmas. And each $100 donation will send you a $20 gift card to Richard Walker's Pancake House. Go to the phone right now and help out. 855, the number 7, and the word troops. Or give online at theanswersandiego.com. Most solar companies try to sell you a leased solar system. The owner of your system, the solar company, keeps your 30% federal tax credit, and they don't pass a refund back to you. In fact, their prices remain just as high. My name is Jesse Keegan, owner of Keegan Electric Solar. Most lease systems are too small, so you're still paying the power company and your lease every month. When you own it, you get to use a 30% tax credit. Keegan Electric Solar is a veteran-owned company with an A-plus rating with the BBB. When you call Keegan Electric Solar at 619-742-8376, you deal with me directly. From start to finish, a licensed electrical contractor. Don't allow these large solar companies to keep your tax break. I'm offering a $2,000 off electrical panel upgrade or a $2,000 credit towards a purchase of your system. 
Visit KeeganElectricSolar.com or call 619-742-8376 to talk with me today. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. 888-344-1170. Glad to have you all here with me. If you're anywhere in the Chula Vista area in a little bit around uh, after the show's ending, I'm going to be going down there to the fundraiser we're having for the campfire victims. And um, I've got the information on my Facebook page. If you're around, we would love to have you come there and uh, bring a toy unwrapped gift for them. It is Christmas time and we want to remember everybody who who doesn't have much um, and who've lost it all into the campfires. Uh, joining me now is my buddy Bob Walters, my education expert. He's literally written the book about how we can fix our education system. It's called Facing Reality and American Education. And here with a little reality about the truth, the results of Common Core is Bob. Hey, Bob, welcome back to the show. Thanks. Good to be here. All right. So there's been a report that's come around in the last couple of days, Bob. And I'm going to ask you why they think, why this report has come out and said that Obamacare has been the worst educational failure in 40 years. I think you mean Common Core. Common Core. What did I say? Did Obamacare. I... Oh, oh, that's the worst. That's the biggest failure in health care in like 100 years. Yeah, it's bad, too. I yeah, it's agree. bad, too. Sorry. he's bad. Obama's bad all the way around, my friend. All right, so why is Common Core the biggest failure in 40 years? Well, it was presented originally as something that was going to help close the achievement gap and raise the students up to a higher level. So aside from being indoctrinated in school with leftist ideology, they would actually learn something. In fact, the opposite has happened. In the last uh, couple of years, in fact, this past year, math scores have hit the lowest in 20 years. Wow. And we've dropped in the U.S. world performance from 5th in 2011 to 13th last year. It's just a steady decline. 37% of 12th graders are all that are prepared for math and reading in college. And the achievement gap is bigger now than it ever was. So it didn't achieve anything that it was promised to do. Well, and and as you're talking about how few high school seniors are prepared to go to college, so Common Core... We've got a problem with kids coming out of college if they've managed to finish it, which most don't. They come out with $250,000 in debt and can't get a job. And now I'm finding out that thanks to Common Core, they're not even prepared to go to college when they get there because their education has been their, – their education results have been made even worse thanks to Common Core. I think I also read that the voucher program, which has been successful – has um, been damaged through this because it's kind of this vicious cycle to where in order for private schools to be a part of the voucher program, they were forced to implement Common Core. But because they implemented Common Core, kids were failing the standardized test. And then because kids were failing the standardized test, they were in, in um, threat under threat of losing the vouchers. That's true. In fact, I tell you, anybody who's a little in doubt as to how bad the Common Core is in terms of things like math, try to get a sample math question on Common Core, maybe from the web page, and see the ridiculous way they have you try to learn math. In the old days, we, we memorized the, the minus and the addition tables, and you could actually make change instantly for somebody at the dining table mm-hmm. in a restaurant. 
You cannot do that anymore. These kids, without the computer register telling them how much change to give back, they couldn't do it. They, they, they can't think that way. Yeah. And it's a real shame. And we need to, we need to write well, President Trump. We need to write the Secretary of Education, the voice, and urge them to stop promoting the Common Core program and allow the states and the local school districts to have their own criteria for education and standards and tests. Yeah, we were just talking about fun is totally wrong. Right. It's just wrong. Well, we should have never allowed. We needed to abolish the Department of Education a long time ago. Why do we have a centralized uh, education department? For what purpose? That's supposed to be state and local control over our education. So, and that was one of the things that President Trump supposedly was going to cut out. But then again, we can't get the wall. You know, Tucker Carlson went on a rant saying that that we didn't repeal and replace Obamacare. We don't have the wall. All these key pieces, you know, of, of things that Trump wanted to get done and they didn't get done. Well, that's because of the Congress. You know, Trump wanted to get rid of the Department of Education, Bob. He knows that it's bloated and it's doing nothing but hurting our kids. So we as citizens, we need to push back against this. My last guest was just talking. He says that, and he's right, that literally the greatest threat that we face is one of a centralized system of power. And they want to centralize control over our lives, and that includes control over the children. They want them to be little state worker bees, that they decide what classes they they study. They decide what their career path should be, whether or not they go to college, instead of it being based based on individual a child's own individual abilities and skill sets and dreams and ambitions etc and the american people we need to wake up and see god bless you for your efforts to do this because the average american has no idea how what the left is doing and how they are destroying not just kids but destroying this country through the education system yeah that's the way the marxists said they would take over America, and I think they're on that path if we don't do something. Well, yeah, in fact, there was a report that broke uh, that I saw, not that broke, but a, a study that I, a story that I saw out of Virginia that a school teacher was fired because he did not use the proper pronoun. I don't remember if the high school student was girl to boy or boy to girl, but he he went along with using, the teacher went along with using the new name, that I think it was the new masculine name, that the girl wanted to use. He avoided using, specifically avoided using female pronouns, but he refused to use the masculine pronoun, and for that he was fired. And his, and his lawyer said, this isn't about a pronoun. This is about trying to force somebody to validate an ideology that goes against his religious beliefs or he will lose his job. That is how schools are being used. They're being used to push an agenda, and it's, anti- and it's denying people their civil rights. It's discriminatory against religion, and it's an attempt to take us over. Totally. In fact, uh, you remember that other story about the, the kids in, uh, in San Antonio University who had a teacher fired because they kept, uh, she kept telling the students to, to, to be calm, to be respectful in class. And oh, they'll listen yeah. to the, and they get, she got, he got, it was a man, in fact, I think. No, Anita Moss. She got fired because she it was a racist in trying to make what was basically minority students stop putting their feet on the chairs above them, stop talking during class, and listen to what they're being taught. And not only do you not, you can't suspend students anymore, now if you're a teacher that just tries to call some order into the class, you can be declared a racist and then fired. Yeah. And I don't, I don't really it, it, 
It's insane. And what's so insane about that story coming out of Texas is what this teacher was trying to do was was have the other students that were being civil, that were being respectful, that have their rights. This was a college, the story you're talking about. That means that every kid in that room was paying tuition or somebody was paying tuition on their behalf. And the kids that were acting up like the student who kept putting her feet up on the desk and they're on their phone and doing this all, all this kind of stuff and disrupting the class were disrupting an opportunity for the calm, quiet, respectful students to get what they were paying for. And then to make matters even worse, after that, after the school did an investigation and found that that teacher had no racial bias at all in what happened, the school still said, we owe it. This should, uh, they took that teacher out of that classroom for the rest of the semester and issued a statement that in the interest of being inclusive, we've got to make sure our students of color aren't treated with any bias. Well, you already said there was no bias in the situation. So then they turn, but then the school turns right around and with that statement and basically makes a blanket of uh, accusation against teachers there of being racist against people of color. It's like, who wrote that statement, Michelle Obama? But, you know, this is everybody needs all all Americans, whether you've got kids in school if from kindergarten through college. We need to be aware of what's happening in these in these universities and we need to speak up and push back. I agree. And if we don't, we're going to lose this country at some point down the road. We're already on that road. We got to take action. We got to take action. It's not enough uh, to to just you know get all riled up, and, and we've got to actually uh, go to school, uh, local school board meetings. Get up there and get on the microphone and push back. If there's opportunity for feedback, like Bob and I have talked about with the health with the health framework of California, where they're going to be pushing transgenderism and saying to kindergartners and saying that any religion that doesn't approve it is abusive. Uh, give feedback where we can. If you've got a kid in college or if you're or if you're an alum, like if you're listening and you went to that school in Texas that did this, you get on the phone and say, I'm an alum. I went there. I paid a lot of money in tuition there. This crap can't go on. If I saw they coming at LSU, I'd be on the phone real quick at SEBA, the Center for Engineering and Business Administration, where I got my degree. I'd be on the horn with them and say, I ain't putting up with this as an alum. And I'm going to withhold the few bucks that I give every year. It ain't much. Um, but uh, speaking of much, you do much uh, for kids and for students. And, Bob, I just want to thank you so much for that. You guys must read Bob's book. It is a pathway back. It is a a school – what's the term that schools use um, for classroom curriculums? It's uh, – I can't remember the word. I'm... <laughs> what, the school plan. Right. It's the plan. You're, you're, having a rough, you're having a rough night with all these – issues that you're trying to address well because I, I get all fired up so anyway the core the plan the course plan it's the course plan for yeah. ch- changing things in schools uh it's called facing reality in american education you can get it on amazon and bob thank you for being here merry christmas have a great weekend same to you bye-bye bye now all right now stay tuned because when we come back we're going to make a sharp right turn to a little bit of fun because we got our friday fun day segment then we've got hero of the week and stink of the week so don't go anywhere. DJ Carrot Sticks and I will be right back. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. 
Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets paid off or not go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. On a typical autumn day in Afghanistan, it can be as cold as 30 degrees. As autumn turns to winter, it can reach as low as 15 degrees. It's rainy, windy, and miserable. But the men and women who serve our nation answer that call. They fight back those who want to harm us. They are our true American heroes. But sadly, many are all but forgotten. They're no longer receiving care packs and reminders of a home. And when those in our armed forces receive your care packs, they'll tear up with joy that you took the time to remember their sacrifice. Call 855 the number seven troops, 855-787-6677. Right now, to say thank you, for each $100 donation, you'll receive a $20 gift certificate for Richard Walker's Pancake House. That's 855-7-and-the-word-troops. Or give online at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Please join Move America Forward to send care packs full of premium coffee, jerky, cookies, personal care items, and more. Call 855-7-TROOPS. That's 855-7-TROOPS. Or give online at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. One lucky VIP club member could win their mortgage or rent paid for for an entire year. It's a Christmas mortgage miracle sweepstakes. Enter to win by visiting TheAnswerSanDiego.com or tap the Answer San Diego app to check out and participate in today's contests, polls, and surveys. It's the Christmas mortgage miracle, and it's here to make your life just a little bit easier. If you've been looking to add a couple extra Benjamins to your pocketbook, look at joining the VIP club at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Then enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle and a chance to have your mortgage or rent paid for for an entire year. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. Sponsored by San Diego's real estate authority, John Reeves with Reef Point Real Estate. It's critical you work with an agent you can trust and who has a track record of guaranteeing your success every time in writing. Learn more at jrhasthebuyers.com. That's jrhasthebuyers.com. And don't forget to enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes at theanswersandiego.com. Everybody's doing it, and everybody's making money at it, except you. You're losing holiday business to your online competitors, and you don't know how to get in the game. Talk to us at Salem Surround, digital marketing experts who offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness, even if you have none, and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales coming out of this season. We can design and implement all of your online marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports on results, and instantly move your dollars to the most effective areas of your online advertising and sales. Social marketing, geofencing, web search enhancement, event targeting, and more. Now, there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround, increasing sales dramatically. Learn more by logging on to surroundsandiego.com. That's SurroundSanDiego.com, connecting you with new customers. Can you guys believe it? It's December, and we're getting closer and closer to a new year. Andrea Kay here, and if you're anything like me, you know it's better to give than to receive. 
Well, Charlie and the team at Liberty Tobacco, they feel the same way. That's why they have some incredible savings happening at both stores throughout the month of December that will allow you to give more to that special someone. I was just in the Del Mar store picking up a few sticks for a friend here at the station, and the humidor was full of some of the best cigars in the world, from Davidoff, Opus X, and Padron, just to name a few. Good thing I was able to get some recommendations that made it even easier to give the perfect gift. Now remember, Liberty Tobacco has been around since 1975, and they have two convenient locations. They're at 7341 Claremont Mesa Boulevard next to Ethan Allen Furniture and in the Flower Hill Mall right off the 5 at Via Della Valle in Del Mar. So stop by and pick up a couple of sticks for everyone on your nice list, or you can visit them online at libertytobacco.com. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Listening to college professors. They're screaming, global warming, man. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, it's really, really, really gonna be the end now. And they coerce him to be a parrot. <laughs> For all the liberal lies. Yeah. Now he believes he's just a victim of the free market ills and crimes. <laughs> oh, but ain't that a liberal? Baby, you and me. <laughs> ain't that a liberal? Welcome back to tonight's Andrew K. Show. Isn't that the perfect song to come back for my segment with Bob? Bob talking about uh, the liberal indoctrination and the craziness with their education system as well as... That ties into our guest John from the stream and what he was talking about. That song, that little ditty comes to us from Dr. Gadler here in uh, El Cajon. He sent us some tapes. He uh, he enjoyed uh, some of DJ Carrot Stick's work recently when he played uh, some sound effects to a segment that I did. So he sent us that. Thank you, Dr. Gadler. If you're listening to the show, um, it made us laugh. Because um, it is time uh, for for our Friday Fun Day segment. Now, Cinema Sticks, do you have a movie review for us, my friend? Yes, that sound means that I do. <clears throat> this was an interesting one. This was recently released on, uh, net, uh, I'm sorry, on Prime and Hulu. Okay. So you can watch those on Prime and Hulu. The movie is called Florence Foster Jenkins. And Who? Yeah, it's actually a true story. <clears throat> it stars Meryl Streep. So uh, at first I was just going to pass right by it because mm-hmm. I cannot stand Meryl Streep. You and me both. But she's perfect for this role. because Does she use an accent? Uh, no, but no, she, pl- <laughs> she plays an American socialite amateur soprano opera singer, and she's terrible. But the people around her like her money and like her, so they don't tell her that she's really bad. That kind of reminds me of that movie she did, Mamma Mia. Because she couldn't sing in that, and that movie was really bad, and she was about 22 years past being appropriate to be cast in that role. But anyway. But it's kind of, you know, it reflects on your whole perceived reality, you know, and kind of. uh, But here's a clip of the real lady, Florence Foster Jenkins. You're killing me. That's 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 me. That's audio terrorism. Turn that off, man. That's bad. So it's it's a great little uh, true story um, about this lady, Florence Foster Jenkins. I actually get four out of five really? sticks because it's very entertaining and it's just interesting to see how all these people manipulate her to believe that she is a good singer. 
Interesting. So, and you'll have to see what happens when she puts on a big show. She sells out a, a, a symphony hall, and critics get in. Ah. Oh. So. She she probably needed to Millie Vanilli the situation to have somebody sing it for. Yeah, she should have. <laughs> so check that out on right. uh, on uh, Hulu or All on right. Prime. Florence Foster Jenkins. All right. Well, that ties into this movie that's been going around. Oh, trending today. The Kevin Hart. Uh, he was booted from the Oscars. Actually, he says he withdrew his name from the Oscars. Here's what happened. Because, you know, you're not... A memo to everybody out there, you liberals listening. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter that you may be the flavor of the week and be popular today. But let me tell you, at some point, they're going to rifle through your underwear drawer. I mean, they're going to scroll back through everything you ever said and ever did. And if it does not comply with what the liberal agenda is, they will Kavanaugh you. They will come after you and try to personally destroy you. And that's what they did to Kevin Hart. They went back and dragged up some tweets with some comments he made. From many years ago, comments that he had already apologized for in 2015, and basically he was told that he was going to have to, what's the thing where they flog themselves and beat himself up and basically destroy himself to prove that he deserved to be forgiven for a joke he made about if he saw his kid playing with a Barbie or something, he would hit his, his son over the head with it and, you know. Because he didn't want, because that would seem gay kind of thing. And I'm not saying it was a good comment, but can't somebody make one crappy comment and, and, and without having their life destroyed from it? Especially a comedian. Yeah. I mean, these, and a comedians, if every comedian has to be PC, I, they wouldn't have any jokes. Well, right. I mean, it, what would be funny? You know, it, and that reminds me, a, a story that's not getting much play today uh, is that a former Saturday Night Live performer a guy named his last name is patel i haven't watched saturday night live in so long i wasn't familiar with him but he was invited to go to columbia university's culture shock reclaim event and he's and they pull him from the stage here was his joke now the whole purpose of this was columbia's asian american alliance they invited patel to perform at their annual showcase the purpose of it is to break through uh, stereotypes of Asian people. So he does a little commentary, and, and his thing is about you know being in rough and tumble New York City. So he gives a joke about a, a gay black man in his neighborhood, and he says, quote, um, that being gay cannot be a choice. You would think this would be supportive of the LBGT community. Being gay cannot be a choice because he says no one looks in the mirror and thinks this black thing is too easy. Let me just add another thing to it. And for that, they they interrupt his performance and de- and tell him they denounce his material about racial identities and sexual orientation. And I think and, he's Eastern Indian. Yeah, he's from India, and so he so and and then he starts to defend himself, and they cut his mic. This is outrageous. So so you liberals need to understand that none of you are immune from the personal assassinations and, and attacks because they will come after you. There is absolutely nothing that Patel said. That, des- that that deserved him to be yanked from a stage that he was invited to. They went on to say later that we acknowledge that discomfort and safety can coexist, whatever that means. However, the discomfort Patel caused was unproductive in this space. Who, who could be discomfortable? His comment was supportive of the LBGT community. Time for my hero of the week and my stink of the week. Um, what, did you have a quick suggestion for us here of the week and stink of the week? Yes, we had a listener who wanted to uh, nominate Sully, the George H.W. Bush's service dog. 
Sully. And oh, a lot of people saw pictures of, of Sully. Now that Sully is uh, not out of service yet, so uh, he'll be alongside a couple other service dogs um, at the um, one of the uh, Walter Reed's National Walter Reed, Mil- no. yeah, Military Hospital uh, awesome. with uh, wounded soldiers. Well, on my, on my Facebook thread, I put it out there to everybody. The majority of people gave Here of the Week to Bob Dole. Because he's in a wheelchair, he is somebody who has has was disabled from his time in in war. He st- what he did in order to stand up and to salute Herbert Walker, forty one, who had been and they had a contentious battle in the primaries uh, to run for president. And that was and and I, regardless of what you think about politics, with forty one. Or Bob Dole, that was absolutely beautiful moment. But I've got to give the overall heroes of the week. Today is Pearl Harbor Day, December seventh, in which we, which was the worst prior to nine eleven and September eleventh. That was the worst attack on American soil, and there are many, many, many brave Americans who died in that attack and then went on to save the world from Nazism during World War II. And so today's show is dedicated to those heroes. The stink of the week. Really has to be everybody involved in. Well, I, you know what? The number one stink of the week is the school teacher who tried to get rid of candy canes in, in school because they were in the shape of a J, which he thought was Jesus. I mean, that has to be the stink of the week. Love you all. Have a great night and a great weekend. I'll be right back here Monday. Have a great night. <laughs>